Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. God, as only He can and always does, will have the final word in that trial in your life. And it will be for your good and it will be for His glory in the end. God will never fail you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. And maybe somebody needs to hear this today. God loves you. This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. Hard times in life can overwhelm us and leave us feeling like we're drowning. Take heart that no matter how big the trial is you're going through, It'll never change the goodness of God, as we'll hear from Pastor J.D. today. God is capable and will see you through whatever you're going through. Never doubt His love and compassion toward you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 2 with part 2 of his message, surviving life storms we can actually deceive ourselves into thinking that merely listening to the word of god is enough we can be deceived and we're the ones who in fact have deceived ourselves in so doing he says do do what it says and then he draws this interesting picture saying, anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. It's the mirror of God's word to show us, us, our lives, And maybe I can say it this way too, expose in our lives that which we need to shore up, if you will. It's the mirror of God's Word. And by the way, when you read the Word of God, you hear the Word of God, doesn't it show you you? in your true condition, especially when it comes to the law of God, the perfect law of God, it shows me that I'm a lawbreaker, I'm a sinner, and I'm in need of the Savior. Well, so too does it show me my condition. Just like when you get up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror which, if you're anything like me, (sighs) is um, not very fun. You look at that face, and what's the first thing you do? You notice so many things that are wrong, that need to be made right. There's hair that needs to be taken care of, Uh, There's things that need to be done. For us men, we know that we 
when we see ourselves in the mirror, need to shave this, comb that, clean this, do that? Well, what James is saying is when we come to the Word of God and we see our true condition and we just walk away and do nothing, we make no changes. That's what being a hearer of God's Word is like. And so too is that what it's like for the man, for the woman, for the Christian who builds their Christian life upon the foundation of shifting sand. So you're looking at me, what are you saying? So how do I build or even rebuild my life on the rock? Be a doer of the word. Obedience to the word of God as uncomfortable as it might be, as convicting, not condemning, convicting as it might be. So you hear a sermon like this, you read God's Word, and the Holy Spirit begins to draw your attention to something in your life that needs to change. Something that God wants to get out of your life. A correction that needs to be made. Are you going to do it? If you reject it and don't do it, then you're building the foundation of your Christian life upon shifting sand. And it's only a matter of time before that storm, when it hits, is going to bring it down. Let's talk about marriage. You're looking at me like, <laughs> you have to understand that as a pastor, you know, my, I have the perfect marriage. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> Some of you are not laughing. I don't have. That was uh, just to kind of, I guess, maybe disarm you a little bit. But let's talk about marriage. What does God's Word say? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. How many times have you heard that? Uh, are you doing that? Are you a doer of God's Word? Are you loving your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her? Are you obedient to the Word of God when it comes to your marriage? I'm not going to go into finances, but the same thing applies in that area of our lives too. Are we going to be obedient to God's Word when it comes to the stewardship of God's money? I mean, you can just take it down as far down the list as you want. How about parenting with our children? Let's talk about fathers. What does God's Word say? Don't exacerbate your, your children. Don't provoke them, fathers. Fathers, don't provoke them to anger. Am I obedient to that? 
If I am, then I am building the foundation upon the solid rock of Jesus Christ by way of my obedience to his word. So that when, not if, the storm hits, we're going to remain standing. We're not going to come crashing down. Things aren't going to start falling apart because of the foundation and the cornerstone upon which it's built. Many years ago when my wife and I were first married, we uh, would go to a place in Oregon called Cannon Beach. And there was a Christian conference center there, and they would bring in speakers from all over. And we would just, you know, spend a week or so there on the coast, the Oregon coast there at Cannon Beach. And there's this um, rock, they call it Haystack Rock. And it's really quite majestic. It, Depending on the tide, it's, you know, pretty close in proximity there to the shore. And sometimes when the waves are just crashing in around that rock, it's really quite interesting. One year my uh, uh, wife and I were there, and the Lord just kind of showed me something that has really ministered to me in my life over the years. So here these waves are crashing in against this haystack rock. And the Lord just kind of drew my attention to these birds that were perched on the rock. And they're singing as if to their Creator, praising their Creator. So peaceful, so beautiful, yet so oblivious to the waves crashing beneath them. Unfazed, unmoved by anything that was happening below. Why? Because they're on the rock. That rock ain't moving. That rock ain't moving anywhere. And those birds are on that solid rock of haystack rock. And what the Lord ministered to me is this. That's what I want for you. I want you to be on the rock. I want the foundation to be that rock-solid foundation of your obedience to my word. You being a doer, not just a hearer of my word. Because if you are and when you do, then that will be you. You'll be like that bird. It doesn't matter what's happening, how the storm is raging, the adversity that is striking. I'm on the rock. I think about what the Apostle Paul said in Acts, nothing moves me. Nothing moves me. Why does nothing move you? Because you're on the rock. Your foundation is so sound and so solid, nothing's going to move you. You know what Paul writes to Timothy and says that God has not given us a spirit of fear or trepidation or timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know what's interesting? First of all, 
In some of our translations, the word spirit is not capitalized. It should be because that's the Holy Spirit. Fear is not of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will never create an environment in our lives that will be conducive to fear or trepidation. The Holy Spirit will produce a power and, notice, a soundness, a sound mind. In other words, the foundation is sound. And when something happens in our lives, we don't fall apart. We don't lose our minds. Our minds are sound on the foundation of our obedience to God's Word. And never imagine that the commands of God are such, like John says, are not burdensome, but never imagine that God says, Thou shalt not, because I said so, and I am God. No. This is what it is. I love you so much. I don't want you to do that because of what doing that will do to you. One has rightfully called the Ten Commandments the tender commandments from a loving Heavenly Father who has such a tenderness for us, such a love for us, such a compassion for us. He says, thou shalt not have any other gods before me, because they're not gods. They're false gods, and they will never be there for you. Thou shalt not bow down and worship any image. Thou shalt not commit murder, because of what murder does to the murderer. You'll be haunted and hunted for the rest of your life. You'll live with that for the rest of your life. Please, parenthetically, let me say, don't make synonymous killing with murder. The commandment is, thou shalt not commit murder, premeditated murder. Killing in self-defense, killing in war, that is not a breaking of that commandment. That's an entirely different thing. Thou shalt not covet. Why? Because of what coveting does to the one who covets. It'll just destroy you and eat you from the inside out. You can take that across the board again in every way, with every command, in every place, in the Word of God. God knows what's best for us. And He wants to protect us from that which would bring harm and even destruction into our lives. You know when Jesus said that God hates divorce? You know why God hates divorce? Because of what divorce does to the divorced. That's why He hates it. You know why God hates gossiping and striving and dissension and all of those things? Because of what it does to His children. That's why. It is so destructive and 
it grieves the heart of God. That's why. One of the best examples of surviving a perilous storm by way of taking heed to the Word of God is found in the book of Acts, chapter 27. I want to read verses 20 through 25. This is, let me just set the uh, scene real quick. The Apostle Paul is on his way to Rome, and he's got an all-expense paid trip on a ship. It's not a cruise ship, it's a, <laughs> a prisoner ship. And they embark on this uh, journey and encounter this perilous storm. And in verse 20, Luke writing says, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we, speaking of he and Paul, finally gave up all hope of being saved. In other words, this storm was so bad, there was no way we're going to survive it. And we had finally given up all hope that we would ever survive this storm. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. He's not saying, I told you so. He did advise them not to do this. And, and by the way, you want to listen to the Apostle Paul, especially when it comes to shipwrecks. He like had a degree in shipwrecks. And this is going to be the third shipwreck. But now, Paul says to them, you have to understand, everybody on that ship just thought, it's just a matter of time. This is how it ends. (laughs) We're all going to die. And he says, but now I urge you to keep up your courage. Why? Because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Wait, what? What? Paul, Luke just got done telling us that everybody, you included, had finally given up all hope of surviving this storm. What changed? Why are you all of a sudden now standing up and telling everybody, hey, not one of us is going to perish. All of us are going to survive. Oh, you know what changed? The Word of God. The Word of God. Listen to what Luke writes. Last night, Paul says, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. This is the word of the Lord to Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. He's obeying the Word of God. And what was the Word of God? God's Word to him. God's promise to him in the midst of that perilous life and death storm was, you're going to be okay. And so are all these men with you. The Word of God. 
That's what changed it. The Word of God. I want to close by encouraging those who today find themselves in a perilous storm. I want to say to you, on the authority of God's Word to you, that you're going to make it. You're going to survive it. Yeah, but it's really bad. (laughs) Yeah. It might seem like that now. And maybe you, like Paul and Luke, have finally given up all hope of surviving it. But God, but God's word to you is that He will see you through. And you will make it through. As hard as it is, you will survive. God, as only He can and always does, will have the final word in that trial in your life. And it will be for your good, and it will be for His glory in the end. God will never fail you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. And maybe somebody needs to hear this today. God loves you. He's not against you. He is for you. And if God be for you, then no thing or no one can possibly be against you, as hard as it may seem. Let me just say lastly, and one of the things that the Lord ministered to me in one of the most perilous storms in my life when our daughter Noel died was this. No matter how bad it is, it can never, never change how good God always is. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm in any way dismissing the severity of that trial in your life, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad it is, how perilous it seems, how difficult it may be. It cannot and will not have the final word in your life. God will. Whatever it is. Like we talked about last week, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, there is not. Nothing is impossible for God to do. He can do anything, and He can do everything. You'll see. You'll see. Thanks for being part of our time here today on In Spirit and Truth. We hope you've learned something new from the book of Ephesians and that it's given a new perspective to you on your relationship with Jesus. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week, so be sure to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com today. Follow the link to our Facebook page where you can join the conversation and fill your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area. We hold services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. Or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website in spiritandtruthradio.com as well as more information about who we are as a body of believers. 
If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Now, we also want to let you know that you can still hear Pastor J.D.'s teachings through our online resources at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Simply click Listen on the top of the page to find these messages by Pastor J.D. in various books of the Bible. Along with that, we invite you to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. This weekly update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. Join Pastor J.D. each Friday and Saturday for the Mideast Prophecy Update on our YouTube channel or download our mobile app to have these updates right at your fingertips. Find it all at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share next time on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me to